0: six nice girl habits all women must break in this video we're going to talk about what are these habits that you need to break in order to attract the kind of relationship the kind of man that you really want to have to be respected and not get ghosted or um, treated like a doormat or having men lose interest and pulling away that you are interested in so if you're ready to finally break these bad habits and be the most attractive woman you can go ahead and comment I'm ready below and uh, hi i'm brody boyd if you don't know me already i've been helping single men for over 13 years to attract the right woman for them so i have a unique insight into what makes the male brain work which we're going to be going deeper into in this video and if you like my background my outfit the content or anything else in this video please go ahead and give the video a thumbs up a like really appreciate it and also make sure to subscribe and hit the bell below for more great videos on this free trainings to attract the relationship you want and also make sure to share this training with a girlfriend or two who you feel could really benefit from this information. And lastly, listen all the way to the end of the video. So I'm going to have a very special bonus for you as well at the very end. So let's start with number six, bad habit to break, which is putting other people's needs above your own. Now, a lot of people will do this. A lot of guys will do this. A lot of women will do this. We call them nice girls, nice guys, or even doormats um, as at the worst case. But these are people who get their sense of value, get their sense of belonging from Pleasing others, from giving to others. They feel needed, they feel used, and they feel valued when they are doing that. And usually it'll come from a childhood experience where you had a mother or a father or a sibling that really needed help. They were having issues, they were having problems, and you became the one, you became the savior that was there for them, that was listening to them, that was comforting them. And, uh, you got your sense of love. You got, that was how you felt the most love when you were growing up. And then later in life that comes across, that becomes the symptom of being a people pleaser and putting other people's needs above your own. Now, the problem with this is that like they say, when you're taking in an airplane, you've probably heard this before. You can't put somebody else's mask on if you don't have your own mask on first you're not going to be able to help as many people. You're not going to be filled up in the sense, uh, vitalized it, uh, enough, energized enough to actually be of the most service to those closest to you and also to the world. So you have to fill your own cup first. The cup has to overflow for you to be able to be of real service and real value. And that's where you're actually paradoxically going to get the most love validation, approval that you're seeking is by you taking care of you first. So how this might show up is when you're on a date with a guy, when you're out with a guy, it's actually you feeling into what do you actually want? Do you actually like this guy? do you actually think this is a guy you can see yourself with rather than instantly getting in this mode of like, Oh, how can I please him? How could I be the best version of myself with him? How could I make him like me? How can I get his approval? Uh, you know, do I need to be more funny? Do I need to be more flirty? Um, it's more of you actually taking a moment within yourself. As my wife says, it's like feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your toes and your feet and being present in the moment, not in your head thinking about what the other person wants, but what do you actually want? How are you actually feeling in the moment? Super important. Number five is being too attached to the outcome. This is a problem I actually struggled with when I was in my dating. I was, uh, you know, very isolated growing up. I wasn't really uh, knowing how to connect with the opposite sex. And so I was very attached to wanting to connect with women, to wanting that approval, to wanting to get, um, you know, physical affection, sex, love, connection. And so when I started going out and dating in my college years, I um, I was very attached to the outcome. I really wanted and needed that kind of connection, that kind of approval, like, yes, I'm good enough. Yes, I'm attractive. Yes, I can be uh, validated by these women. And the problem was it caused me to get in my head. It caused me to get nervous and anxious because anytime you're attached, attached to an outcome, it instantly brings anxiety because now the fear becomes, what if I don't get that outcome? What if I lose that outcome? And so... You have to be willing to actually let go. And now the other thing, the other important part of this is you can't actually fully love somebody when you need them. As soon as you need something from them, you're attached to something that you need to get from them. Now it's becoming a transaction. It's I need this thing from you and I'm going to try to do whatever I can to get that thing from you. It's transactional. It's not real love. Real love is Loving unconditionally. It's being who you are and being love. It's not doing love, it's being love and loving people from that place. And so you have to be able and willing to let go of the outcome and detach from the outcome. As Wayne Dyer once said, my one of my favorite quotes: commit to the process, but detach from the outcome. They'll make you less of a nice girl, less needy, less clingy, and it'll just help you overall to get what you want paradoxically again from men and get the love and the validation and the approval that you really crave. Now, if if you, I would love to hear you watching this. If you're coming from anywhere in the world, I'd love to hear which country are you actually watching this video from or state if you're in the United States, where are you actually watching from? I always am interested to hear those things. So please comment below. Uh, Would love to hear that. Number four is being overly apologetic now this is a way of being as well you'll see these people walking around i like to use the metaphor it's like people walk around with their umbilical cord you know from childhood they're walking around with this umbilical cord looking to plug in you know who's going to give me this this approval that i need this validation that i need and when people are doing that they often come across as apologetic because they actually feel deep down inside that they're not good enough to actually get their needs met from other people So they become this walking apology of, oh, I'm sorry I'm here. I'm sorry I'm being a burden. I'm sorry I need things from you. I'm sorry that I'm not as good as you probably want me to be. I'm sorry that I'm not desirable enough, attractive enough. I'm not the right age. I'm not the right weight. I'm not the right blah, 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 blah. And so it becomes this way of being that you've put yourself in a lower tier than the guys that you're interested in, that you're putting yourself there. And so now you feel like you have to apologize Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not up to your level. I'm sorry that I'm just me. I'm just, you know, this, this normal woman. Uh, and I have to like earn your approval. I have to now earn your validation. And so it'll come across often this symptom when you're out with men and, you know, you're just apologizing for a lot of things. You're apologizing for, uh, Maybe you felt like you didn't dress up nice enough for the occasion. He's, he seems to be dressed up a little bit nicer. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't uh, get into my. I should. I should have dressed up a little nicer. I should have. I should have realized this was going to be a classier event. Or you're apologizing for um, not having of responded back to him soon enough. Or you're apologizing for um, you know, talking too much or talking too little or being too boring or being corny or whatever it might be. So these apologies just can come, come. And so what I would recommend to you is actually make a rule for yourself from this point forward. No apologies. What would life look like if you actually weren't allowed to apologize? Even if you did something bad, even if you did something you're like, oh, wow, I really shouldn't have done that. I really shouldn't have said that. What if you could not apologize? You're literally like there was a law against apologizing. How would you do it? Well, one way you may do it is you just actually will say, you know, I'm sure that that was uncomfortable for you or I, I, I can imagine that that wasn't very nice or, um, you know, next time I'm going to make sure I don't do something like that again. So it's more of like a direct communication because you're actually saying what was the impact of your actions, which is more authentic without being apologetic, without saying I screwed up, I did something bad. Now, of course, if you did something really bad, you know, there may be a time when you, it's okay to apologize, but I think it's a lot higher. That threshold is a lot higher than you probably think it is, where you actually don't need to apologize. People actually don't want an apology from you. They just may want to, to you to recognize the impact, but you don't necessarily have to say you're sorry. So that's a good way to get into your confidence, into your power, and get that umbilical cord plugged back into yourself. Powerful. Habit number three to break. Nice girl. Habit number three is seeking only the good in people. Now, this is a problem. A lot of people have usually people pleasers, where they believe in the good in people. You know, if I just love him enough, if I just just do enough things, uh, you know, he's such a good guy. You know, even though he's an alcoholic, even though he's abusive or even though he's ghosting me on ghosting on me all the time or cheating on me all the time, like. I still see the good parts of him. I know there's a good man inside of him. I know that he has good traits. I see how he's caring with his daughter or I see how he's nice to animals or, you know, I see. So I know there's a good side and a good part inside of him. But the problem is, if that's the only thing you focus on, you're allowing all this other bad stuff to basically have free reign. You're not seeing it. You're actually putting on these rose-colored glasses and these, these horse blinders where you all you can see is what you're looking at. All you can see is what's directly in front of you, and you're only looking at the good things rather than the bad things. And you'll hear this oftentimes from people who studied the law of attraction and, and uh, some of the New Age uh, psychology books, which is, oh, you got to focus on the positive. Always focus on the positive. But I actually believe it's much more p- powerful, and Tony Robbins talks about this as well, to not be... Uh, necessarily an optimist, but to actually be a realist. And realism is all about seeing the world as it actually is, seeing people how they actually are and not making them worse or better than they actually are, just seeing what is. And now that allows you to have wisdom and that allows you to have intelligent judgment to actually determine which behaviors are best in relation to this person. So you start to actually treat them how they should be treated, not how you wish they would be, and treating them from that place, which would probably be mean you not setting boundaries, you not speaking up, you giving them the benefit of the doubt, you um, you know, forgiving them over and over and over and over again for doing bad things and staying in a bad situation, which I'm sure you have girlfriends, you know people who have done this, but the key is to turn that mirror back to yourself and look at where might you be doing this as well. So stop putting on rose-colored glasses and stop looking at men from the place of, oh, I'm attracted to them, so I need to focus on what what's good about them, or I, I catch myself focusing on lo- what's good about them, remind yourself also, be very clear, their full picture of their personality. And again, you're not also putting them into the camp where everything you see is negative, like all men are assholes, all men just want sex, or they're cheaters, or whatever. You're actually just seeing every man individually for who he is, the good and the bad, and treating him like a real person, which is much more authentic. And now people are going to also view you more authentically because you start to look at yourself that way as well. We all have... Uh, Good parts and bad parts inside of us quote-unquote, but they're all just parts and we're perfectly imperfect as we are Now if you're liking this content so far Please go ahead and give it a thumbs up again a like and share it with a girlfriend and also subscribe for more great videos Like this coming up. You don't want to miss those. We'll be putting out more content as well So stay tuned for that number two is the mistake nice girl mistake is having sex too quickly and oftentimes women uh, we'll do this because they want the guy to like them. They want that approval. They want that validation. They would think if I have sex with him, now he's going to be seeing this as a serious thing. He's going to be seeing me as t- treating me as a serious romantic interest. And um, his, he's going to start deepening his feelings and um, we're going to start bonding deeper. But you have to realize that having sex too soon is kind of like just giving a guy a massage, you know, or, or giving him a hug. It's not necessarily going to affect his emotional connection to you. It's going to make him feel better. Uh, he's going to feel 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 good to have sex with you, but it's not necessarily going to bond him to you. Guys work a little bit differently than women in that sense. Because so you may think, oh, when I have sex with guys, I I get pretty bonded and I feel that connection and I start to care about them a lot more. Uh, well, that's not necessarily true with guys. Guys are wired differently. Guys are uh, wired to have multiple sexual partners and to spread their genes around and women are more wired to find one man that is high quality to commit to them and have a, a family with long term. And so you have to realize genetically we're wired a bit differently. Now, how you can approach that is, of course, waiting until it's the right time to have sex, making sure there's a deep commitment on his level. I mean, I highly recommend. Uh, not having sex at least until you're in an exclusive relationship, if not engaged, if not married, ideally. You know, I know we live in modern times and a lot of people have a harder time following that, but um, that's the ideal. You know, there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of traditional knowledge like that. Um, you're going to go uh, probably have a lot better relationships if you follow some of those um, principles that say your grandmother followed or your great grandmother followed. And same with guys, if they followed more tr- traditional principles that their their grandfathers were following and their grandmothers or great great grandfathers. So um, yeah, so you want to just wait until that connection is solidified. Wait until you have a real commitment before going to that, that area, because it's, again, it's a nice girl habit you can get caught into and guys will take advantage of that and you'll end up having a lot of one night stands or guys w- will not respect you as much as this is kind of common knowledge. Why would you buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? That kind of thing. So you just want to be very careful with that. Um, So a pretty obvious one, but I just want to mention it here as well. Now, number one, nice girl habit to break is having a hard time saying no. And this goes a lot along with a lot of the things we talked about here already, but setting boundaries, uh, the paradox of setting boundaries is you might think you're going to upset people. You may think you're going to upset men, but when you set boundaries, you actually build respect. Because you're showing you have a standard. This is the standard level of uh, what I want. My 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 standard of behavior that I'm willing to receive from other people. And if you're not meeting that, I'm putting up a wall there. I'm going to block that. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to move on. Ultimately, that's the ultimate boundary. Is ultimately moving on if he's not able to meet those standards of what you require, which could be basic things like uh, respect on his end, respecting you, um, treating you with kindness. Um, being truthful with you keeping his word um you know not insulting you taking advantage of you um talking bad about you things like that so being willing to say no that's not okay with me and having those being willing to have those conversations um that's going to be super important for you to be able to have men respect you value fall in love see you as a life partner see you as wife material and not just fling material or friend material so it's actually, that's another paradox of, of setting boundaries and saying, no, it's very important as well. Now, before I share my final bonus secret, comment below. I would love to hear from you, which of these have you been guilty of? <laughs> you know, we've all been guilty of them at some point or another. I would love to hear which of these you've been guilty for, guilty of with a guy. You know, were you having sex too quickly? Were you not setting boundaries when you should have? Were you being too attached to the outcome? Were you being over apologetic, seeing only the good? Um, putting his needs in front of your own. Love to hear what those are for you. Now, our final bonus secret for today is avoiding difficult conversations. Very similar to this last one, but this could be a variety of different conversations that could be difficult for you. That you're putting off having with him or with coworkers or with friends. So let's say that there's a situation where uh, he made you uncomfortable in some way. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't bring it up. It's just going to cause conflict. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan if it's a, if it's a smaller situation, like maybe he just was a slightly late a couple times, maybe you want to do the three strikes in your out rule where it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I make a note of it. Okay. That happened one time. All right. That happened again. And then the third time it's like, okay, so this is the third time you've been late. I, I want to talk about this. Like what's going on with that? I, I don't feel like you're really respecting me or my time by showing up late like that. So that could be a situation where maybe you don't speak up immediately, but you do have a rule where if he does it three times and it's something smaller, you're going to speak up. Um, if it's bigger things, you want to speak up right away and you say, hey, that wasn't OK with me when you said that thing, when you made that comment like that made me feel. And oftentimes that can be a powerful way to, to share your your experience without making him feel like he's being attacked to share how it made you feel. You know, when you said that, it made me feel hurt. It made me feel sad It made me feel upset. And I felt like you didn't really care. I felt like you were taking it, trying to take advantage of me, or I felt like you were not respecting me in that moment. And then just shut up and let him respond to that. And at least now he knows the impact, and you guys can talk about that. And he'll probably say something like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't mean to say that. Or I didn't mean. I didn't know that would make you feel that way. Or I wasn't thinking. Or I drank too much. Or I was, you know, in a scattered frame of mind." And then he'll, you know, hopefully not do that again. And then you have to have the conversation again. You have it again. Um, and And ultimately, if he can't stop, you have to be willing to walk away. But so being willing to face the fire, as Leah Lowne says in her great book, the title, at least feel the fear and do it anyways, being willing to step into the fire, have those conversations, because ultimately it's far better to be respected than it is to be liked or even to be loved because being liked or being loved is in their control being respected is in your control being respected is about your actions it's about you valuing yourself and being willing to say no no is a complete sentence and being willing to set those boundaries and put that put that um, fence around your your property you know where people aren't just going to come in and walk all over you that you say no you can come in when it when it's appropriate when I'm okay with it but you can't just bust into my through my boundaries whenever you want that's not okay with me i have a strong i'm a strong uh person i have strong boundaries and i'm valuable and if you're not if you're going to keep doing that i'm gone because if it's not you it's going to be somebody else better there's a line of quality men waiting outside uh to come in and and to uh to to have the opportunity to date me and that's the mindset you need to have is you are the bachelorette and there's endless supply of quality men waiting begging to be with you and uh if he's not going to step up to that then uh, the right man will um so that's that's an overall powerful mindset for helping to have those conversations so hope this was helpful for you now if you'd like to discover how to make a man want you with our free quiz you can go take that now at mymquiz.com mymquiz.com or we'll also put the link in the description and the comments below highly recommend that how to make a man want you And then also make sure to check out my other video. One of my more popular videos is going to be over here. Uh, When a man deeply loves you, he'll start saying these things. So we'll put the quiz here. We'll put the other video to watch here. Subscribe here. Hope this was helpful. Much love. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next powerful video very soon.